welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. So as we come uh, around the Word right now, let's take our Bibles, hallelujah, to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis and chapter 17. We'll be going through quite a few scriptures this morning. Um, the title of this message this morning on our weekend of increase is God's will for us is increase. God's will for us is increase. So we're going to be spending a lot of our time around Genesis, maybe into a bit of Deuteronomy, do a few Psalms this morning, hallelujah. So God's will for us is increase. So Genesis 17, and we're going to read from verses 1 to 7. It says, And Abraham was 99 years old, And the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Now here the Lord appeared to him. This is the Lord speaking to Abraham. I'm almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. That's good news for Abraham, wasn't it? Then Abraham fell down on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham. And last week with a great word from Robin, what's in a name? If you haven't heard that word, if you weren't out, go to the podcast, hear that. What's in a name? So God's going to change his name from Abraham, Abraham to Abraham which was talked about him being a father of many nations. In verse 6, And I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants forever. I just want to home in, first of all, in verse 7 here. I will establish my covenant. That word establish means to make steadfast, firm, stable, to settle, uh, to make on a permanent basis, to set or to fix unalterably. That is what that word establish. So I will settle forever fix unalterably my covenant, God saying between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations. Hallelujah. Psalm 89 and verse 34. And I'm going to read this. If you're just taking notes, put the reference down. I'm reading it from the Amplified Bible, the classic uh, edition. And it says, My covenant will I not break or profane, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. What an awesome verse. Psalm 89, verse 34. My covenant will I not break or profane, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. The same verse in the New Living Translation says, no, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word I said. Isn't that awesome? So when God spoke these words to Abram, who would become Abraham and says, I'm going to make a covenant with you. God is insane. I'll never break it. It is established forever. My word has gone forth and my word will not change. 
It will be the same forever. I'll not take back a single word because God is a covenant-keeping God. Hallelujah. He is a covenant-keeping God, and he will keep all of his promises. He's faithful. That's what his name means. He is faithful. He doesn't know what it is to be unfaithful in anything. He is faithful. Hallelujah. You know, others may break. Man, women, we may break our promise to the Lord, but he will never break his promise or his covenant. Psalm 138 says, For you, Lord, have magnified your word above all your name. Now, we were singing about the name this morning, the name of Jesus. Lydia was singing even at that name. Chains will fall. And yet God has said, I've magnified his word above his name. That's what, when a word comes out from the mouth of God, it will not change. You can grab it, this word. You can take it. You can stand on it. Amen? And it doesn't matter what promise you're standing on and how long it takes to come to pass. It will come to pass. If you're standing and believing by faith, it will. Amen? Because otherwise God would be a liar, and he's not. He's not a covenant breaker. And if you just go back to verse 6 there, it says, I will make you exceedingly fruitful. Exceedingly fruitful. And... Uh, I will make nations of you and kings shall come out of you. And he's talking about his seed. And um, this promise and this covenant to Abraham, it wasn't just to his natural seed, to his natural descendants, all that God promised. It was going to be from gener generation to generation. And he wasn't just talking that about descendants multiplying. Because we've all heard about Father Abraham had many sons. And if we went to Sunday school, we would have sing, Father Abraham had many sons, many sons as Father Abraham. I'm one of them, and so are you. So let's all praise the Lord, right? So we sang that song. So um, it's not just talking about here, this blessing, this fruitfulness to do with uh, descendants and seed, but it's also talking about the blessing. It's also talking about uh, multiplying uh, multiplying. In financially and multiplying in materially. So God, when God made a covenant with Abraham, God intended to increase him in every area of his life. Say increase. Every area of his life. So you may say, well, what's that got to do with me? Turn to your neighbor and say, well, what's that got to do with me? You've just been talking about Abraham. It's simply this. It's because Abraham, it didn't stop with just Abraham's descendants. Let's turn to Galatians in chapter 3. Galatians in chapter 3 and verse 29. Galatians 3 and verse 29, and it says, And if you are Christ, in other words, if you've given your heart to Christ, if you've asked the Lord to come into your life, then you are Abraham's seed. Hence the song, Father Abraham had many sons. And your heirs according to the promise. What promise? Everything that God promised Abraham is ours. Everything. The New Living Translation says of this verse, And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Wow, everything that God promised to Abraham belongs to us. Amen? 
Praise God. And um, let's turn to Genesis, uh, well, Genesis 24 and verse 1. Genesis 24, God said his word, I'll establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants forever. This is what he said. It's going to be an everlasting covenant. And Genesis 21 and verse 1 says, Now Abram was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abram in a few things. All things. God had kept his word to Abram. He kept his word. And Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed him in all things. Hallelujah. You know, if you look up in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2, Genesis 12 and verse 2, it says, again, this promise to Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I'll bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. You know that word bless there? It means empower to prosper. <gasps> prosper. We've, we've talked about prosperity today because God's word said to Abraham, I'm going to empower you to prosper. Bless means to empower you to succeed. God wants us to succeed. It means to empower, to multiply. He wants us to multiply. Amen? And he, it means to empower, to increase. Hallelujah. To empower, to increase. So this blessing, this covenant was made to Abraham, but as we've seen, it's us. I will bless you. God has blessed us. We have a covenant with God. We are blessed today. Amen? Hallelujah. Say with me, I am the seed of Abraham. I am blessed already. You know, church, we've got to have a revelation of this truth. We've got to grow in this revelation. You know, the truths of God's word um, being revealed. You know, there was a time, um, you know, not even that long ago, but just the healing movement. Um, and the restoration of God heals today. It was restored to the church. And people started to grab hold of it, talk about it and preach on the word of healing. And what happened? People started to claim their healing. People started to walk in their healing. Well, this is another truth that has been as, um, brought back to the church, that God has already blessed us. He wants us to be blessed in every area of our life. And yes, I'm talking today also material and also financially, okay? So we're getting a revelation of this truth. So immediately then that God said in chapter 12 to Abraham that, that the covenant kicked in immediately. And you see, turn over to Genesis chapter 13, very next chapter and verse 2. So it says here, Genesis 13, verse 2, Abraham was very rich in livestock, very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. He was extremely rich. You know, there's a reason why God put this in the Bible. He was extremely rich. And Proverbs 10 and 22, Pastor John, you would have heard him say this over and over. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. 
Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. In the same verse in the Amplified Classic Edition says, the blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich and he adds no sorrow with it, neither toiling increase it. You know, as we get a revelation of this, we're going to put pressure in the word to, to increase us in every area. And that includes material, that includes financially, so that God can get things through us, so that God can get things to the church, so that the church can change things in our land and around the world. Amen? Because money does things. You need money to do things. Every track needs printed. It costs. Missionaries need sent. It costs. And so many people have a problem. So many Christians have a problem with the word rich. Oh, you're teaching people to be rich. Yeah. In God. Because that's what the word says. You know, many have been taught um, that, you know, it blesses God to be poor. And it's, it's a doctrine of demons. It's a doctrine of demons. It's religion that would ever teach somebody that God wants a Christian and a child of God to be poor. Because Father God amplified what it is to be a father. And if one of my children came to me and they asked me for something, I, would, I want to, with all of my power, help them get it. And I don't want them walking around in rags. I don't want them to have nothing. And that is what that religion teaches. Oh, you're a Christian. Well, give everything away and expect to be poor. No, the Bible says, give everything away and expect to receive. Amen? So I tell you what, there's some religious devils. When they hear this, whether it's podcast or here today, we're chasing them in Jesus' name because I'm done with that. Hallelujah. We're all done with it. Amen? So we need to know what is ours. We need to study it for ourselves. Just go through this. You know, uh, God considers poverty a curse. He, he, it's a curse. That's why it's one of the reasons he went and he died. And it says, cursed is everyone who died on a tree. Amen? Let's just read that. I'm getting ahead of myself. Galatians 3. Galatians 3 and verse 13 to 14. Jesus has dealt with the curse of poverty. Galatians 3 and verse 13 to 14, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs in a tree. Why? That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. That's everybody who's not a Jew. In Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. There it says everything, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. Hallelujah. So we've been redeemed from the curse of poverty. You know what? You don't have to go and convince a Jew, you know, about being rich or having a business. Jews, when they, they know their covenant, practicing Jews, they know their covenant. They bless their children. 
Every week they bless their children. My son, my daughter, you are blessed with Father Abraham. Blessing of Isaac and the blessing of Jacob is upon you. And yet in Christendom we're taught it's blessed to be poor. Yeah, laugh. Because every time you hear that from a Christian, I want you to laugh. And then I want you to say, you've got it all wrong. I'll take you to the scripture. You've, you've been taught wrong. Don't laugh at them. They've been taught wrong. Amen? So, you know, teach your children. Teach your children. We, we teach Kevin and Crystal, Daniel, and we have God wants you to prosper, and he has success for you every single way. And whatever he tells you to do, do. You know, he may tell you to start a business. He may tell you to, to um, work in a company. He may tell you to work in ministry. He may tell you to go to Africa. But whatever he tells you to do, you are blessed. And everything you desire, you will have. That is a blessing. Amen? The blessing doesn't come by just work, 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 getting the hamster wheel and toil, 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 toil. You go to work, you work in that place where you are, it's because God has assigned you there. That is why you're there. You're not there to make money. You're there to extend the kingdom of God. Andrea, when she's doing hair, she's extending the kingdom of God. She's looking for ways she can weave in the word of God. Sowing seed, sowing seed, sowing seed. Amen? Those in the health service, you know, whenever we can, is sowing seed. Whatever we're doing. Business. Those of us called to the business world, you're going to meet businessmen that some of us will never meet. You're influencing the business people. We're extending the kingdom. And at the end of that, God says, well, you know, I'm going to use them to bless you. But it's not your only source. God is a source of blessing. But if you don't know this, you're not going to put a demand on it to receive an increase. Every year, I, I, I have a book. And um, it's a big A4 hardback book. And for the last number of years, every week, I put down what I tithe, the amount I tithe. I've got a column in it. It's got a column of tithe, a column of offering. I call it my seed, right? My offering is what I want to give because the tithe belongs to the Lord. It's his. I'm obedient to give it. And then the seed, my offering, and I'll put my total down. And then my last column is my harvest. And any time I, I put my harvest down, and I look at this from time to time, and I'll see a mm, bunch of harvest here, and then meanwhile I haven't had a harvest there, but I just say, praise God, I'm growing. My next harvest is going to be even bigger. That's how seriously I take this. Amen? So religious spirits in Northern Ireland are trying to keep God's people from taking their covenant blessing. And um, just as I was preparing during the week, God gave me this. I'm just going to read this out to you. It was a revelation that just came. Well, it's not maybe a big... It, it was a revelation in my spirit. Um, let me just read that. 
So it says, I heard the Lord explain to me that religious spirits in Northern Ireland were keeping God's people from taking their covenant blessing. His people have listened to those who have said that a Christian is not supposed to be rich or wealthy. Those who have said, um, there are those who have said that the message of prosperity is evil. But the truth is that we are blessed to be a blessing. Anyone who understands their covenant of blessing and lives by it does not have a problem with blessing others. They have learned and are learning to give in abundance and operate in the blessing. The Christian who relies on their own flesh, their right arm, most often is not a giver because he or she believes that their education, strength, and ability has got them their increase. They don't have a revelation of stewardship. So that's what the Lord had given me through the week. Religious spirits in Northern Ireland trying to keep people from knowing this truth and from operating in this truth. God caused Abraham to increase in every area of his life. So you may say, well, how do I get the blessing? We've looked already. When you receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, he pronounces the blessing on you. What you have to do is learn how to start operating in it. And you do that by reading through the word, just reading through the word. Amen. If you're a child of God, the blessing's already on you. You don't have to wait to go to heaven for this blessing. What good is it going to be then? <laughs> sure, you're going to be walking on streets of gold. You're going to have everything. This is in the Bible for now, because this is when we need it. Now, right? It's for now, in this world. Hallelujah. So you have to know, I want everybody knowing that you're blessed already if you have Jesus in your heart as you walk out those doors this morning. And then you start studying up on the blessing. Amen. More and more. So Ephesians chapter 1. Let's look at that. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Paul here is teaching and he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, in Christ. Past tense, has blessed us. If you read the same verse in the Passion Translation, it says every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all of our hearts. Every blessing, the new birth, healing, financial, prosperity, the ministry of angels, everything we need to be fruitful and have dominion. As the Lord says in Genesis 1.28, be fruitful, have dominion. Amen? You're blessed. That was his will right back in the Garden of Eden. Blessed. He wants his kids to walk in that blessing. Amen? Well, you may say, my life doesn't seem to be blessed. Find out more about this word. 
what does it say? How do we walk in the blessing? You know, um, I just brought these books today. I haven't got a whole lot of time to explain about covenant, but we're in a blood covenant, amen, with God through Jesus Christ. This is a great little book by E.W. Kenyon, The Blood Covenant. You probably can um, get that on Amazon or Google somewhere or see me after, take a note of it after. Another book that is great, um, which I love and I've loved just reading afresh, is The Blessing of the Lord, Maketh Rich and Adds No Sorrow With It. Kenneth Copeland, a lot on the blessing of the Lord and explains everything, goes through the bloodline of the blessing. I can only, all I can do today is let you know we are blessed in this short time. That's all I can do. There's a lot of study to be done, right? Loads of study to walk in this blessing. Amen. So we've got to learn how to operate all, learn how to operate in the blessing. More and more and more. Hallelujah. So repeat after me. I have a covenant through Christ with Almighty God. Hallelujah. And that covenant, as we said, is established. It's settled forever. It's never going to change. We are the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. And God wants us to get a revelation of increase so that we can put demands by faith on God to increase us. What I meant to say at the end of that, the reason I keep that little book is I want to see every year my tithe has increased, my seed sowing has increased, and my harvest has increased. If not, there's something wrong. And I have to go back to God and say, what's wrong? And you know what? The problem is never going to be him. It would be me. (laughs) So, you know, get that. Carol, I think, gives a record of giving in here. Um, as well, but I, I didn't want to just rely on that. Um, I just, everything, as I said, I've explained already. I have my own records of everything. So we have got to change our mindset from a poverty mentality, right, to one of abundance and increase. Abundance and increase. In other words, you, you, you want to be encouraging one another. How's God increasing you? How's God blessing you? You know, oftentimes it's like you're blessed and you're almost wanting to hide your blessing. Don't you sort of go, God's really blessing me. And because you see people around you that aren't maybe in that same seat, you're almost wanting to, no. Just say, help them to understand how to walk in the blessing more and more. Help each other. Amen. We're the family of God. We need to help one another. Um. So Genesis 17, 7, I'm going to read again. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations. Hallelujah. For an everlasting covenant. It's everlasting. To be God to you and to your descendants forever. Hallelujah. Take that promise this morning for your seed. It's to them, whether they're in the kingdom, whether they know Jesus or not now, it's when they will know him because you're praying and believing for them. So it's when they say yes, not if, hallelujah. Just enforce that promise. But let's see if God kept his promise, hallelujah. Genesis 26 and verse 24. So we're looking now, Abraham's son was Isaac. So we're going to Isaac, Genesis 26 
And verse 24, and it says, And the Lord appeared to him, being Isaac, the same night, and he said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Don't fear, I'm with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. In other words, he's saying, I made a covenant, I made promise with your father. And because of that, for his sake, I am multiplying you and your line, your descendants. Amen? So God promised Abraham, and we're seeing him here, bless his biological seed. Um, this same verse, oh no, verse 26, of go to verse 13. In the Amplified Bible, it says, And the man, Isaac, became great. Genesis 26 and 13. The man, Isaac, became great and gained more and more. That talks about increase. More and more. Until he became very wealthy and very distinguished. So let's say then Isaac had um, one of his sons was called Jacob. Let's look at Jacob and see if this happened in his life. And it says in Genesis 30 and verse 43, and I'll read this from the Amplified Classic Edition. Genesis 30 and verse 43, it says, Thus the man Jacob increased and became exceedingly rich. That's third generation now, exceedingly rich. Amen? And this was when Jacob was meeting, or yeah, he was meeting Esau, his brother, after a long time. That's what he said. Um, and then Genesis 33 and verse 11. Again, the classic Amplified says, For God has dealt graciously with me, and I have everything. So the covenant of increase was working in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's life. Then Jacob had 12 sons, and one of his sons was Joseph. And even though Joseph was a slave, let's look at Genesis 39. Genesis in chapter 39. The blessing, that covenant, that word that God spoke to Abraham was working in his life. In verse 2 and 3 of Genesis 39, it says, But the Lord was with Joseph, and he, though a slave, was a successful and prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw. So the blessing and the increase on his life was so visible. This master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all, made all that he did to flourish and succeed in his hand. Awesome. Amen. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and so on and so on, right down through Christ. And then we're in Christ. And he is the covenant with God. He went to the cross shed his blood, and because of that, Father God looks at me and he sees the blood of Jesus. Oh, Karen has covenant with me. And it is a covenant of blessing. The seed of Abraham, all that Abraham walked in is for us. So we just have to learn how to walk in it by reading this word. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit, 
and being obedient. Amen. Hallelujah. So the way that the covenant worked in Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph's life, we'll see it in Deuteronomy 28. So let's go to Deuteronomy in chapter 28 quickly. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1 and 2. And it says here, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the earth. And all these blessings, and if you read on down to chapter 14 in your own time, it talks about all the blessings. But all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. So we see here, because you obey, obedience is a key. It's the key to having the blessing work in your life. Okay? Whatever the word says, you do. Whatever Holy Spirit needs you to do, you do it and you do it promptly. Amen? Though that is the key. As God expects you to be obedient to his word. Hallelujah. And then um, in Ju a few chapters earlier in Deuteronomy chapter 8 here, Moses is telling the people about the blessing. Deuteronomy in chapter 8. And verse 1. He's saying to the children of Israel, God says, every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply it, and go in and possess the land of which I swore to your father. So again, you're careful to observe, and doing that, that blessing, it kicks in. And um, carry on to verse 13 of that chapter. Moses says, And when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, and when, not if, and when your herds multiply, and when your silver and gold are multiplied, and when all that you have is multiplied, when? Well, we've got to take up a faith. Amen? And we need to be obedient to this word. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, John, uh, 3 John 2, 3 John 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, and if you look at that word things, Greek, it, the Greek means to be continually prospered unto success in every way. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper, to be continually prospered unto success in every way and be in health just as your soul prospers. I tell you, we need to learn the value of our covenant with God more and more and more. You know, as I was studying up in covenant this week, I phoned mom at one particular point and I said, I'm bogged down in the covenant. <laughs> there is so much to study and there's so much. It's, it's how do you, what aspect do you take of it? Amen. I mean, you could do a series for a whole year and you'd hardly even touch it. And yet you're still, there's more to find out. So study the covenant, the blood covenant that we have. Um, it was provided, as was said, by the blood of Jesus. So if Jesus gave his blood, his life, that we'd have covenant with God, that's very special, isn't it? We need to study covenant. And 
we need to oppose every religious demon and all religious teaching that would say God wants his people poor. Because you know what? It's been a strategy of the pit of hell to keep this people poor. Because Satan knows if he gets money in the hands of God's people, they can win the world. But if he keeps them poor, if he keeps them so poor that they have to be in the hamster wheel all day long, oh, and they're so tired. And when they do have an unsafe stand from, they're just so tired they can hardly even get out what God has done for them. That's a good strategy. And you know what? It's working. But we're going to change it. Amen? We're going to change it. We're going to put faith in the Bible, faith in the blessing, faith in what already is ours. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are already blessed. Come on, turn to your other neighbors, speak it over them. You are already blessed. Oh, hallelujah. We have a blood covenant with Almighty God. And he's rich and he's powerful. And he is backing me just like he backed Abraham. He's backing me just like that. Amen. I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just respond to this word. Let's close our eyes and then we're going to we're going to have our special offering of increase in just a minute. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for this word today. We thank you for revelation, knowledge, God, more and more coming to us individually, every family in this church, and as this church, God. But Father, I thank you, Lord, that you, Lord God, and Father, want finances, material things, and many, many sons of Abraham coming Lord God, to this church in the name of Jesus. So I thank you, Lord. We are not going to be kept under. We're not going to be kept constrained. We're not going to be kept small. We're not having small-mindedness. And we're not taking any doctrine of demons in Jesus' name. We thank you that we are the seed of Abraham. And we are blessed because you died for us. You died for us so that we would live. You died for us so that we could be blessed. You died for us so that we could be healthy and whole and protected. You died for us for ministering angels could be ministering on our behalf. Hallelujah. And we acknowledge afresh this morning that all that we have, it comes from you. It comes from your hand, that you are the source. You are the source, God. You are the source of our healing. You are the source of our blessing. You are the source, God, of our protection. You are the source of everything, God, everything begins and ends with you. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.